Welcome to the Self-Helpful Podcast. I'm Kevin Miller, and this is the podcast people tune into for in-depth discussions on the latest research from our foremost leaders in self-improvement, so you can be growing and more equipped to live at your fullest capacity in body, mind, and soul. I asked the self-helpful audience this question. If you could get insight and help into an area of your personal health and wellness, where would it be? What would you ask? Well, the responses were really candid and covered a wide range of health and wellness issues. So many that we're going to do two parts for this Q&A. This is my Functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness so we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves and others. In this Q&A episode, we go deep regarding hormones and nutrition and screen time. We is myself and my Functional Friday co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert. Much of what we discuss are examples Randy shares from firsthand experiences with thousands of patients who pay cash to have him get to the root problems of their issues. And on that note, while not everyone can get in to see him here in Colorado, I frequently hear about new patients working with him who heard him here on the Self-Helpful Podcast. You can connect with him at truelifemedicine.com or just email them directly at info at truelifemedicine.com. Thank you for tuning into the Self-Helpful Podcast. It'd be great if you would leave a review about what you experience here, help others know what they can expect, and most of all, the best thing you can do is share what you hear with someone else. The more you talk about it, the more ingrained it is for you, and it helps elevate their education and wellness as well. You can always connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmiller.co. I'm grateful for all of you who do that. Next up, Dr. James and I address listener questions regarding their personal health and wellness journeys and needs. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra-rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Okay, first question, Dr. James, comes from a lady I know. She's a, a part of the Ziegler, uh, uh, Ziegler Legacy Certification Program, but she has her own g- uh, gym um, mm-hmm. up in, I think, Delaware. Uh, really great lady, Jessica. Uh, she says, I just, uh, wa- I just listened to the episode on hormones. She says, as a middle-aged athlete going through menopause, the struggle is real. I don't want to take hormone replacement, so natural options that work would really benefit me. Uh, following that, Nicole responded. She says, I like this topic as well. As a health coach, I have a little understanding. 
Uh, but for myself, I just turned 40, struggling with weight loss and belly fat. Uh, there's so much conflicting info regarding diet, way of eating, and if it does or does not affect hormones in women. How long do you test a way of eating without screwing your body up more than it already may be? So many variables. This has been going on for a long time, so the try it and see approach is frustrating and tries my patience. And the more I know about it, uh, the better I'll be for my clients as well. So, and. <laughs> Two sentences. Yeah. I want you to solve that. Wow. Yeah. Well, both. Uh, th- that's our wives. The, they're both in the same age category. Sure. As you're, you're my wife. They're athletic. They're active. And yet. We're older. Mm-hmm. And, and menopause. So. So. Okay. Big breath. And I appreciate the one phrase that she said. So many variables. And so obviously, and I think both of these women are smart, intelligent, driven, and they know there's no simple answer. Yeah. And, and, and we've said many times that represents maybe even the most common final straw on the camel's back that says, we're going to go find a functional medicine doctor. Mm-hmm. And we, and, and I would, what, what of your patients, uh, how many are middle-aged women dealing with hormones? I mean, it's gotta be a high percentage. Yeah. And I'm kind of ashamed. I don't even know my percentages of patients that are this kind of that kind, but I would say that's a high one. Cause wouldn't you say that's also for traditional medicine, traditional medicine, you're walking uh-huh. in doctor's office. That is probably one of the least effective areas that they, I mean, they, it's just symptomatic. They can treat the symptom, but they don't well, get to root cause issues, do they? Right. And in this area, so we have two little, and even in those questions, there's two nuances. One woman is clearly menopausal and, and there's that. And I want to address that. And the other one is pre. So, and right back in, Back in the day when I was also a normal, regular doctor, just, you know, then, you know, people get to that age and you give them hormones. Mm-hmm. And if they, ha- if they have symptoms, you, you give them a synthetic hormone. And then in, and these women are also, in our wives too, so in 1999-2000, the Women's Health Initiative, which I think still is the largest study ever done, uh, maybe the most expensive, the most expensive study, over a billion dollars that the government paid to do this huge study. They stopped it early and they said, oh my gosh, we're killing women with all these hormones. So that was 2001-ish. And so then all of these women who are the moms of these women got yanked off these hormones and fear, you know, it's going to cause cancer and heart disease and problems. And, and so for the next five or so years, five to 10 years, women were taught just deal with it. And so then a lot of supplemental kind of companies. And so women have heard of black cohosh and dim and I3C and these other supplements uh, started to become more popular. And now here we are almost 20 years later. And even last week in the JAMA, Journal of American Medical Association, yet another article has come out re-looking at the data that was collected back then. And, and it's comforting. So the bottom line is that, no, it didn't cause it. But in this case, it's also synthetic estrogens. So conjugated equine estrogens or Premarin. Uh, the progesterone was Provera. And so I would disagree with using even those as the synthetic form, that there's a better way. Well, I was going to say, from a 10,000-foot view for the layman out there like me, you're wondering, what happened with hormones? Did God just make a mistake uh, yeah, with this? Okay. Or, or we- I, I'm getting too much into the weeds already. And th- this is why women find their way to a health coach or a doctor is because it is so weedy and it's hard to figure out. 
But, I'm, so, but I'm just attesting just like everything. I mean, this, no, this shouldn't be happening. I mean, this no, is, no, let's go to the 10,000 foot view again. Menopause is normal. Oh, well, okay. So it should happen. Right. But in America, and this I think you do have to take a 50,000 foot view and recognize that we really don't know what menopause meant in 1900. Or 1850, or a thousand years ago. I just assumed it was to keep you from having 500 children. You can assume that. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Everything we think is Let's just go with that. I think that makes sense. (laughs) Right. Thinking of Methuselah or whoever. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. God, thank you for for stopping her from getting pregnant. Um, So, but the culture that we live in now, menopause is a bad word. It's a neg. At least it's a negative word. It doesn't mean good thing. It's just like I'm getting old, getting fat, menopause. It's just kind of one of these yes, normal degrading, normal degrading, older, yeah. slower, less sexy, fatter, uh, less libido, less libido, less orgasm, less, less of these things. Which it, that I would agree with you ought not be. So menopause does not mean negative. And in fact, uh, I tell the story often when I was in Japan, it became clear because a lot of American servicemen, you know, have Japanese, Korean wives or whatever else. And, and the word for menopause is actually related to an honorific for women. And so Japan does a better job of honoring their elder. Um, and so it's kind of like saying, yes, ma'am. It's, it sort of has that tone. And so women can in, their, in that society be proud I have achieved menopause. I am wise, older, and all of that. In America, we have a we worship youthfulness, an idolized right. youthfulness, and old is not good. Well, from a woman's standpoint, I'm thinking it's probably pretty handy. I'm not having this monthly mess to deal with, right? So there is on on that side, people also will say, "Gosh, I'm so grateful to be done." But again. Far more than average. I would say in the 70th percentile, women will hit menopause and they're, yes, they're done, but it's it's not a good done. Like, I'm so proud of myself for crossing the finish line of running a marathon. It's exhaustion of crawling across this finish line and now I, I don't have any recovery. It, there's now, and so... I will say these words probably pretty often, but talking to women and we're doing a feedback loop and trying to do it quickly and thinking, okay, you're perimenopausal or menopausal. How are we going to rate that? Yes, we can do labs, but what about hot flash, vaginal dryness, poor libido, brain, and energy? So I'll just kind of run through that litany of symptoms. And, and of course, subsets of symptoms that women will complain of. And so are, are, are two women there and one is a health coach working with people that have this list of, of issues and then she says, I don't want to take hormones. And I would say, well, okay. I mean, that, that, that can be a right pathway or not, right? Well, and, and Jessica, I know she's going to be the one who, you know, I mean, she's uh, active. I mean, she's leading classes. She's fit. She's trim. She's eating well. She's sleeping well. She knows all this stuff. And right. yet things are still happening. Right. She doesn't want to do that. What are, and she's asking you, what are those natural things? Do you turn to a, a supplement? Well, you do that. Well, you use supplements, like affirmative action things towards that cause. Sure. And there's... So, okay, you, you kind of summarized it. I'm going to summarize it again and say that the literature that's out there for women that are like, I am going to go through natural menopause. I am not going to touch anything. And they, it is nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress management. 
but, and to all women, I would say, but what has been your nutrition, exercise, sleep, stress management for the last 50 years? Yeah. I was going to say, so if you still have a void, you're doing all that, right. you're man, doing you're all still, that, you're still and, got and a there's still some symptoms. And then I would say, okay, now there's a long list of supplements that are potentially beneficial from the black cohosh. I'm, I mentioned them in dim, which is Die and all methyl or something or other, and so um, but are, I are, these are, are these things you're carrying? Or are they in formulas? Yeah, they're in formulas. So like, most like, of them are are not going to be um, isolated things, and and many of them are from Chinese medicine. So Dong Kwai and 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 but what, and, so, but but, li- but literally, what do you what do you have out here? Something from Zymogen yeah. or Orthomolecular? What's it called? <laughs> One is called Medcaps Menopause. Or minnow. <laughs> One is called PMS Soothe. One is called. Uh, um, one is from Metagenics. They came out first with Estrovera, mm-hmm. and so and on and on the list goes, right? And so then and so like she's saying, well, the the, the try try this diet for three months. Try that diet. And that's for three and months. that's what Nicole it's said. Very and frustrating. I, I think I think Nicole's also uh, in, in the fitness industry, maybe. And she's saying, yeah, that's hard. And that is. I mean, n- nobody, I do not want to do an elimination diet where you just give me no. a pill to fix whatever. But then that is the most. Well, okay. So I think it's fair. I start off, and it, but it depends. If somebody's going and they are clearly perimenopausal, menopausal, and they say, it's hot flashes. Just, yeah. I'm getting, you know, 10 a night. I can't sleep. And I don't want to take a medicine. Then I would say, I'd start with Estravera. And that's from Metagenics, and I'm sure other companies are out there with some version of it. Which on that, Metagenics, uh, folks, is one that I think you can get it out there publicly, uh, as opposed to... I Zymogen, you can't. Zymogen, ortho, ortho you're not molecular, you can't. Yeah. Uh, pure encapsulations, maybe. And what's the other one we use? Claire, you can. And this is something I'll, I'll let the cat out of the bag. We're about to have a website come out, and we'll be able to put show notes on uh, and give you guys the links for this stuff. I know it's hard to take it audio sometimes, and I have a link to click on. You know, and, and one of the health food store brands I do like the most is Yarrow, or Jaro, J-A-R-R-O-W. So if I'm going to go buy something at the local store because i need whatever then that's what i'd look for so gnc health food store or something like that but uh, you know to what no i wouldn't put gnc high on the list i'd put Jero high on the list which probably won't be at gnc because they sell gnc stuff oh i mean that's what gnc is okay well scratch that one off but but her asked you know how do you eat with so many variables i mean that that one is i i don't well let me go and and i would say yes but top of the list almost always related is sugar Oh, is wow. carbs. So for somebody hitting that frustrating area, I would say for sure. <laughs> well, is there any ailment we're going to say? No, for you, sugar and carbs is okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even the well, athlete who, who can seemingly withstand it, it's not doing a body good. Pro- which probably. I love. You, gosh, you, you'll you love this. Uh, Rich Roll, you know, yeah. big, big yeah. huge name in, in health and wellness. He's come out with a video. I didn't even watch it. I saw the headline on uh, social media or something like that. And it's milk. It it doesn't do a body good. And it's got celebrities and people on it. And they're like, everybody's, you know, who knows that milks doesn't it's, it's, it's killer, but yeah, sugar and carbs. Okay. That's not gonna help anyone, but yeah, top, but for inflammation, uh, right, right. And, that, and I would, and for the estrogen dominance, which the years of that is leading, I would argue to this menopausal upsetness where let's also say that a woman should go through menopause and this is a good thing. And I, and, and by definition, that perimenopausal year is one year. 
when at the last menstrual cycle and then and a year goes by when you don't have another one and i think you have to give yourself some room for what i call sort of sputtering where where it you know it hits and misses and you might have a symptom here and there it's kind of like a gar- car running out of gas where it sort of chugs a little bit so give yourself some space for some awareness of change but don't let yourself have this burden of hot flash, vaginal dryness, poor libido, my brain went away, my energy went away, my brain fog is there, skin changes. They're, they're, those are signs of pathology, of yeah. wrongness. And then I would say, yes, on the nutrition side, very upfront with a, a very aggressive trial down a 90-day, very low-carb, high-good-fat kind of approach, depending upon other circumstances. And I think it's pretty re- – by, by, by the way, I think – and I'm also saying these kind of things. We talked about this in the past. Assuming that your omega-3 levels are okay, your vitamin D levels are okay, your thyroid has already been uh, looked at, your, your sort of basics are already kind of there. And then on top of that, I think it's very reasonable to try one of these many formulations of menopause supplements, although the data on that isn't huge. And, and so in the health coaching world or the naturopathic world, there's a lot of traditional Chinese med, and a lot of people say, oh my gosh, that really helps. And, and we use them too. Yeah. But when you subject it to randomized controlled data and those kind of things, there's not gigantic You have two supports. identical seemingly people, and one takes it, and it changes their and life, it, and the other right. goes on nothing. So I think then I would do another three-month trial of that on top of a really excellent diet on top of your basic supplements. And then finally, I would not be afraid of doing hormones. And we do do hormones. Of course, that is natural, so bioidentical. I would never do Primin and Provera. I I think that we can make a case that that would be wrong. Thankfully, the days of building a business website then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to take about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so your lungs don't have to. 
Air Doctor, it comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code Kevin. And depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. And, okay, you're, you're still speaking. I mean, they may know, but the average person is listening there. You just talked about pharmaceutical as opposed to what a natural well, well, right and so we do have to be careful here because the famous word is bioidentical hormone replacement well, say it. so pharmaceutical pharmaceutical that you wouldn't recommend you just said is primarin is cee or conjugated yeah. equine another. estrogens and you said another pregnant one. mare's urine is where they got primarin and uh provera is medroxy progesterone acetate which some people got depo when they were doing birth control. People don't do that so much anymore, but a shot every three months to not get pregnant. So, was co- depo. so opposed to doing that, you were saying, and that's where you said bioidentical, which, but you, you said bioidentical, which not everybody knows what that means. Right. And, and, and really it's a controversial term. So I wouldn't go to the doctor and insist I want bioidentical something or others, because that doesn't really, there's no such thing as creating something in a lab that's bioidentical to Kevin Miller. I mean, let's be realistic here. But they're trying cloning's happening. It, well, okay, yeah, <laughs> uh, we can do a three D printer too and get mm-hmm. an extra one of you. Um, so estradiol is going to be the the estrogen component or estriol, and on the progesterone side, it's progesterone. But whatever the sourcing of it is, isn't from Kevin Miller or Terry Miller or whoever. Yeah. It's it's from a lab, so it's still going to be pharmaceutical. You can't do that. Um, GMO. Uh, and I would recommend that you work with a doc that kind of knows what they're doing. And, and because the, 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 the laboratory testing is also controversial. Do we do serum, saliva, urine? There's multiple ways. And so you just kind of have to work with it. And at the end of the day, you, I'm still going to ask the person, how do you feel? How's it going? And it's so refreshing when somebody comes back and says, oh, my husband thanks you because this is better, or oh, this is better. But to be quite honest with you, we, we put that on a, hey, listen, if, if something good happens in three months, that's really fast. But And, you know, if, if we're at 18 months and tweaking and trying and whatever, we're going to mm-hmm. say, gosh, maybe this is just not the right pathway. Mm-hmm. So so patience and all of that, I, I, I would encourage and uh, don't be afraid of using hormones. And one last resource there yep. is the book, Estrogen Matters by Blooming. That one is not written by a functional doc. So that's why I think it's so intriguing. And he, as an oncologist treating women with cancer, but using hormones. And it's just a great story when here's the doc and his wife started going through this. Yeah. And he's like, wait a minute, this is not fair to people to just yank them off of hormones forever. And so, so it, it helps you to, it's written for lay people and it helps to really think through the hormone replacement therapy question. And I disagree with his take on the bioidentical side of things. Uh, but in general, the, the take on how and why hormones might be good. And, and the fact that you take them doesn't mean you're giving up and, you know, 
throwing in the towel and I, I guess I have to use a medicine. No, we don't know what menopause was a thousand years ago. Did, did women carry higher levels of estrogen into their later years, even though they stopped cycling or something? We, we, we don't know. We don't have that data. So, so I, I'm very comfortable using hormones and have seen it help a lot of people. Well, and on that, and I, I am so often talking about past episodes and iTunes, for some reason, deleted all of our episode numbers. Uh, and so it's hard to do that. But we had a show on when is it okay to take pharmaceuticals? When is it okay to take drugs? And there is a time and a place for that without sure. going into that, that if there's a place where there's enough brokenness, then don't feel guilty and thank God that they exist. It's just that we use sure. it as a Band-Aid you know, for everyone. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the nutrition side uh, that Nicole mentioned, here, here's another one. Dennis says uh, – his question would definitely be around nutrition. I'd like to know what things I eat that, while healthy, aren't maybe the best for my body, my body chemistry, i.e., uh, like myself in nightshades. He's referring to you know me. Nightshades aren't all bad, but they bother Kevin Miller. He said, I suspect that there's something causing a, a mild inflammatory response. I'd have it tested, but I don't know of a naturopath or functional medicine doc I trust and don't have time to sort them out. Can you just franchise out true life medicine <laughs> so the rest of the nation can enjoy your brand quality? Uh, you know, which on that, folks, I mean, we, you know, I don't mention a whole lot, but you go to truelifemedicine.com and that is Dr. Randy James Medical Practice in Woodland Park, Colorado, that's up the mountain from Colorado Springs. You can... Yeah, we don't say much about it, but you can come here and be a patient. Now, if you're out of state, you have to fly in for the first visit so that you have data service or something. What's it called? Something uh, like that. A, some data, term. a data service that's in person yeah, that's in and person. that's medical legal. So in, if, state, if the insurance yeah. company is going to cover me, then I have to have a face-to-face relationship with a patient. Well, that you don't take insurance. <clears throat> but No, no, no. My oh, you're, yeah, I was going to say your medical. Yeah, it's, right, it's, medical, right, right. it's a malpractice issue of doctors out of state, which we thought with COVID was going to get loosened we thought up. It, but, it, it did get loose with COVID, but it was the next state over only, uh, and it was very specific to that situation. And I get it; it's probably never going to change in the next you know twenty years. But you know, every state is subtly different on their laws, and so well, there's lobbying going on for an overall license. Probably expensive, but it covers everything. Anyways, until then, you can mm-hmm. come here uh, to to do that. But you know, back to him on nutrition. And yeah, yeah, that I, healthy food. It's not a bad food. We're not talking sugar gluten. It's a it's a good food. But right, it bothers like, like, like nightshades, like. Uh, well, you just kind of joked around about, you know, milk doesn't do a body good. And I'd say, well, what about from a grass-finished cow that I raise in my backyard? I, it still seems stupid. We're the only animal that continues milk and, and eats milk from another well, animal. Well, okay, true. But we're the only animal that does a whole lot of things. Well, we're <laughs> stupid. <laughs> and smart. We would, well, yeah, but in that sense, nutritionally, we would be... I mean, I usually have milk on the bat. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I've got a patient who is so sensitive to so many foods. She did go get her own cow, literally. And it's one of the few things that, I mean, she's so fragile. It's what, but she can tell a difference from other natural cows. She feeds her cow. Sure. It's just a question of, should she have cow at all? So if she's going to, I'd rather we also did that too. And, and her, her fragility. So, so there, again, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater that 
I don't think God messed up. I don't think humans are stupid for, for using cows in that way and goats in that way and that kind of thing. It's not, there's not a wrongness there any more so than why do we peel a banana and not eat the whole thing? Well, but that could be the debate on meat. You know, is meat good? Bad, whatever. But even, well, if it totally. is, even if it is good, the amount that you need per day is, you know. Probably less than the average going on. Dramatically, yes. Yeah. So as me growing up and you have a big, you know, Meme bowl tins. of milk for, for your, <laughs> with your sugary Captain Crunch in the morning, right. and then at, at lunch, you get your milk. You, you when I was a kid, somehow milk. I uh-huh. manufactured getting a couple cartons of milk at the, at the school. Then you go home and you have dinner with a big glass of milk. Yep. Don't think it does the body good. It did my body fat, at least. It well, but again, that milk was Hormone, highly processed, oh, totally. highly hormoned, highly problematic in and of it's i mean we messed up the cow we didn't necessarily mess up milk. so we're saying that and i don't know because we don't oh so for the record we don't drink milk at all we don't do dairy outside of cheese and i do that just because i like cheese so it's a vice for us personally well, but for those who are out there doing it well him let me just well but or, it's your, it's your, i was gonna ask though at your natural at your average i'm sorry grocery store whatever that is around the country safeway kroger's city market yeah walmart whatever can you get a higher quality? I don't milk? know. I don't but I, I would say go to your not average grocery store and well, get Whole grass. Foods. Most people should be able to get natural to, grocers, yeah. whole foods. Get grass finished dairy anything. Which is hard so to find sometimes. Hard to and find. It's more expensive. Triple the cost probably. Well, and for one season when my kids were younger, we did in Colorado, you can't sell raw milk, yeah. but you can buy a cow. And we did that for a while. And I figured out it was about $10 a gallon. For me, in terms of fuel and all that, yeah. to get a gallon of milk, and and, and even there, be, be minimal. So, I mean, it doesn't oh, mean always. Yeah. Oh, I got a, I got good well, milk, so I'm gonna drink a gallon a day. Don't do that. And I think we might have said this in a previous episode, but I would be minimalistic. And I, I we can say that pretty on, much everything but vegetables. All knock yes. yourself out. Go pig out on. That's carrots. what. Ha- that's how milk got broken. So, why milk doesn't do a body good in general is not necessarily just milk. It's as hu- especially Americans, humans over the past 50 years have been developing our own selves. We have more stress, less sleep, and all of this long list of frustrations, right? Our, 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 um, our toxins that are coming in are higher. And at the same time, we are toxifying our foods, yeah. especially in the dairy where you've got the hormones and the pasteurization, homogenization, this whole process. So the cows are mistreated more and more. The food itself, the dairy is mistreated more and more. And then it's getting imbibed by a human that is mistreated more and more and more. And so the end result when you're 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 is all of a sudden now the immune system. And so this goes back to, I forgot his name. Dennis. Dennis's question about, hey, I might be doing $10 a gallon milk. I might be doing nightshades or uh, eggs or and and the seven dollar a dozen eggs or whatever, but from you know chickens that are eating bugs that are walking around. You know, the, and, so I got uh, that, this is me right now. As you look at my more than usual oh, bloodshot eyes. Oh well, no, I, you, I you're going to you too. Uh, okay, <laughs> tell, tell me that. But on eggs, so you can. Get, so we get we get great eggs, and when possible, we get eggs from you know neighbors in the area. Uh, that are, you know, it's got feathers and poop on the, on the thing. So it's a good egg and duck eggs, whatever. Uh, I don't eat eggs because we took a allergy test and it was way high on the list. So my wife, because we had a bunch for some reason, she made egg salad, something other. I just went ahead and imbibed last night 
and you I got was the blessing of pain. I got the blessing of pain three times up on the potty and a lot of, a lot of good reading uh, time <laughs> in the middle of the night and like four hours of sleep. It was horrific. Now, whether eggs are bad or not, I had good eggs, but they do not work for Kevin Miller. So yeah, to you, Dennis, I mean, my, that's so, so, so experience yeah. and, and awareness yeah. And that's the elimination diet. And that's a yeah. really tough thing to do. But that's number one. Well, so the gold standard is get the food out. So just, put it back hit, in. just hit real quick. So people are hearing that elimination diet. Cause you mentioned talking about menopause so often dietary 90 days. So that is a common thing. You want to figure out what's messing you up. Take 90 days and only eat or don't eat, whichever way, how do you go? Well, right. I like to talk about the positive, like we are going to eat a you whole lot eat. of vegetables. We're going to eat a whole lot of avocados and coconuts and oils and things like this. Uh, you can do meat, right? Yeah, meats, uh, fish. And, but, but let's go on the negative. So the ones that you're going to avoid, uh, the, and gluten's number one, Yeah. dairy's number two, corn is number three. Uh-huh. Soy is number four. Let me just stop right there. So we call that the four horsemen of the apocalypse. The apocalypse in your immune system. The war that's going on. So like I just said, we've messed up the soil. We've messed up the animal. Yeah. We've messed up the production system. And we've messed up the humans. Yeah. And now you're going to go put in a highly processed piece of gluten that's encapsulated in a Dorito that also has a little dairy in it and a little... What, well, I was going to say, so I want everybody to hear, what he just took out is any processed food. The ability to get a processed food, even at Whole Foods, Natural Grocery, or whatever, that's a healthy processed food, without dairy, corn, gluten, soy, corn, dairy, soy. Yeah. is almost impossible. I mean, right, because processing, putting, you know, paying somebody else to put all the, your quick snack bar thing together... That is processed. Well, and corn and soy, that is the glue of all processed food. It's, it's, it's going to be one the thing together. Uh, if I want tortillas, you know, if you want a burrito at home uh, and get a gluten-free one, it is primarily corn. Now, we have found corn, some yeah. of their rice, and they're, well, they don't that, roll well, well, and they rice crack. Rice quickly coming up on this I, list I, yeah. precisely because, and I would say to people, look, that doesn't mean that a gluten-free pasta is healthy. You just... I don't healthy rice. Well, I don't eat it. Most of the most of the gluten free pastas, flour, whatever, are corn, which is another high. Yeah, they're a combo of rice, corn, and pea. Now, pea, well, but soy and pea are you know they're legumes. Yeah, and and that's where I, I think people do need to hear that when you're doing that. If you're if you're in your mindset, you're going to say, okay, I'm going to eliminate these things. Then it really does. You put on the mindset, I'm going to choose to enjoy food as close to the ground as possible, yeah. and and so all of the grains become pilafs. Rice is actually rice, and I had one patient say incredulously, "You mean to tell me that if I if I'm hungry and I want to walk into my kitchen and actually eat something, I got to make rice?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I kind of went back and said, you mean to tell me that you are going to bypass that and pay Kroger's to do all that work for you for a dollar snack that is in order to get it to you that cheaply, they've, they've messed up the food to such a degree it's hurting you 15 ingredients your mother can't pronounce and I don't know how many times we've said it folks. If this is interesting to you, food rules is a 
30 minute read, an hour read, I don't know, by Michael Pollan that talks about that. He, he says, if, it, if it's not food, if it's. If you can't pronounce it or you don't know what the your, ingredients your kid are. kid or your grandmother can't. It's, that's not close to the ground. And, and that is, you take one ingredient like rice, you get it pre made at the store or pre cooked or whatever, and it's got all this junk added to it. But back to your thing. So the elimination diet is 90 days, is what you prescribe. So we did that. We I, I told the story before when I had a, a, we had a baby all splotchy. You put my wife, and we all did it with her, on a 90 day. Uh, elimination diet. So we, you know, ate all those whole foods and got rid of the the problematic ones. And then I don't know what she tried adding in first, but then as soon as she did dairy, boom, it was an immediate reaction to our baby. And she realized that's the point of the elimination diet. You take away all the culprits for 90 days. And the reason we, so 90 is a long time. And the reason I put in long time, which is why most people won't ever do this is to give your body a chance for healing. It's, Many cells of the body live on a 90-day cycle. So blood cells, testosterone, uh, sperm cells, egg cells have this 90-day cycle, not egg cells, um, that if you then change the way you think for 90 days, if you change the way you eat, change the amount of water you drink, then many cells of your body have now done a complete turnover. Hmm. Over 90. Now, the GI, if your symptoms are only GI, you might benefit from a shorter elimination and that's where it gets confusing because you see these 10-day detox and 30-day detox and whatever okay there's a reason for for any of those kind of things but if you're serious and you're looking at a major change and then you want to go into reintroduction and so for the next 90 days you slowly reintroduce foods well, and, no, ultimately, on the timeline, doesn't 90 days pretty much just say, that's going to cover anybody wherever you are, even though on yes, a given thing, sure. if you and I both did it, after 10 days, man, you're detox, but I was more wrecked. It, take, took, it took me 20 long. days or 30 and, days or whatever me, you're saying. Me on, on, on gluten. And you might not remember my story of gluten because I disbelieved the lab. The lab told me I was sensitive. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, come on. But then in my you know, younger 40s and the creaky, sore, stiff, you know, the grunt when you bend yeah, over, yeah. it was happening. And, I'm, and so because one of my kids also was needing to be very severely, strictly gluten-free, I'm like, all right, let's do it. 30 days, no change. 60 days, no change. And son of a gun, in that third month, around 80-some-odd days, I, I remember telling me. It's, it's clearly different. And then I broke that, and just like with Terry, and we went on a trip, so we were traveling, and I'm like, all right, it's been 90 days, I know I feel better, so there it is, but I'm going to have some gluten. And we imbibed on whatever that was, and my story was I was in a hotel room, and that night I woke up at 3 a.m. in pain, with pain down my back, and I had to pace the hotel room. So, well, but, but pull that out. Cause that's the frustrating thing is people want to think, okay, if I go off and I let my body recover and whatever, then I can imbibe and I'll be okay. Well, that's like you were saying, I want to be able to go back and I should be less sensitive to it. And it's like, well, no, you, well, you're not doing that so that you get to go back to McDonald's. Right, right. Right. But now, but now in all truth, I have found as there are foods that I do not imbibe in at all. I mean, just habitually, you know, I don't eat these things. There are some that if I do like, like I did with eggs yesterday, it wrecks me. There are others that now, if I do, it seems to, it seems I seem to, to be withstand okay. it better. So I, and I would also I argue that you, the likelihood of you being able to go back to eggs is, is high 50, 50. Yeah. Huh. I would, I, I would argue that. Now, this is conjecture. We don't have data. We don't have randomized controlled trials on that kind of thing because there never will be. There's so many variables. Like like one of the ladies said, you can't do randomized controlled trials on this. 
But in your mindset, if you said, man, I would really like to get back to eggs, then I would say we've missed something. That's the other test I want to share with you. We've missed something to figure out what's going on in the, in the immune system. On why I can't deal with why eggs you can't. You can. yeah. Right. Now, at the same time, there are food allergies, frank genetic food allergies. And, but th- that tends to be pretty low. Now, it's increasing. Certainly, we are well, increasing and, our and, sensitivity. And we should pull that out because we use that term. Oh, I'm allergic to that food. I'm whatever. So often when you would say, no, yeah, you're not no. factually allergic, but you have an intolerance of sensitivity. sensitivity. Right. Yeah. So, so that's a toughie. Because we yeah. use that in our house. Like, oh, no, someone's so allergic to that. And I'm going, not really, but whatever. Right. Either way, they shouldn't have it. Right. Like now, even in the medical jargon, they'll say non-celiac gluten sensitivity. That's a, now a diagnosis. Okay. And so you're not allergic, but it's right. not doing a body good. It's, it's not doing your body. It's triggering the immune situation. Now, I want to, I want to say, so the four horsemen, I want to give four more. Yeah. And then I want to go back and answer his questions about, what about the labs? So dairy or gluten number one, dairy, corn, soy. And then the next... So number five is eggs, and everybody is like, ugh. And it's not that eggs are bad for you because of fat or something like that. It's just the tendency to sensitivity. Which is, again, uh, you can't get processed food very much without eggs. And, <laughs> right. and, and real quick, just on corn and soy, I don't know about soy, but when you look at corn, folks, so I have a, a specific problem with corn. Um, and the derivatives, right? So it's one thing if it says corn, cornmeal, corn syrup, corn, whatever. But then you get when it says uh, maltodextrin, generally corn. When it says dextrose, dex, what's the? It's with an egg. xanthan gum. Xanthan gum, generally uh, corn. And those maltodextrin and xanthan gum, those corn derivatives bother me more than just flat out corn, which I don't eat anyway. So uh, it's it's just it's so mind-boggling. F- it's frustrating. If you're trying to eat processed food, if you're going and having, you know, that's, that's, broccoli is broccoli, right. you can have it and not right. worry about it having a corn derivative. At least right. at this point. I have never put somebody on a broccoli-free diet. <laughs> so Somebody's wishing, but... Darn, why didn't he take away broccoli? <laughs> so eggs and nightshades is number six. So, and that's peppers. Uh, yeah. uh, what's the number one? Tomatoes. P- potatoes. Potatoes. Eggplant. Eggplant. That's, that's peppers. A- uh, yeah, you said so. Peppers, potatoes, eggplant, tomatoes. So tomatoes. tomatoes and potatoes are the biggies, right? Like that's a daily fare for people: ketchup, salsa, yeah. spaghetti sauce. So I do not eat potatoes. It, and my vice, I adore uh, French fries with a gallon of ketchup. So I've got potatoes and tomatoes yeah. in there. So when I imbibe now, I get sweet potato fries, which I can I, I do okay, and then a low sugar tomato. But I still tomato sauce or uh, ketchup, but I still do way too much. Yeah, and I actually switched, and I will do uh, – well, I don't think anybody gets bothered by potatoes in our house. So we'll do – if we do fries, you know, on a, on a uh, grill-out night, um, you can get the no-sugar ketchup. Yeah, we do that. But I'll, most of mine is – it's mostly mustard. So I'll oh. do mustard on my potatoes. That's too healthy. And okay, so okay. Anyway, then, so those uh, those but those are big the, ones. And, and the, folks, those those wreck those wreck me. I was having uh, back problems. Literally, my back would go out. That we finally got to. You know, it's infl- for some reason the inflammation, the nightshades give me tweaks my back. Probably because of an old injury. It's probably unique to me. But man, we never. I'm going to chiropractors forever. Uh, 
And that was a primary culprit for my back going out, totally out. Like the one, if anybody's ever experienced it, where I mean, you can't breathe, you can't move. I mean, it was horrific. I do not eat nightshades for the most part. I mean, here and there, a little bite. And I've had the most solid back health almost since a teenage. Yeah, yeah, shoulder issues and stuff too. So anyway, so nightshades, which, man, those are just... Those are low on the totem pole of people thinking about as problematic foods, I, I think. I don't see it. Oh, very, very, I don't, very I don't much so. And then the last two is, uh, is going to kill people is coffee and alcohol. So I had a, a back pain guy, 30 years back pain, and for some other reason, we stopped coffee, and the, the night and day difference was just remarkable. And this guy had been you know beyond Cairo and had done some surgeries and stuff like that. So And why is that? Just still well, just an inflammatory? Triggering inflammatory response. That's right. So every <sighs> single thing that goes into your mouth is yeah. going to trigger. You know, every breath triggers an inflammatory response. Your body has to deal with the environment that we're all in. And, and so when you think about it that way, and now you're looking at that cookie, you're like, okay, this is going to trigger a response. Should I trigger that response or should I not? I mean, the elimination diet basically says everything you think of as a comfort food, don't do that for 90 days, which most people would just rather not live. You're right. So let's say that in a much more gentle way because in, in, in all truthfulness, I, I, I think I told you and we might have even said it here. I was so grateful the other day to, to say that Brussels sprouts have become a comfort food, right? And, but that took decades nobody's born that way but nobody's born being able to do 15 pull-ups nobody's born being able to uh do fractions nobody's born being able to do anything that's true we you ju- work for it we were just out in the deck yeah this this weekend and had i did uh, tuna and uh steel cut or steel cut you, steel steel head steel head trout my oats and my fish mixed up steel head trout on the grill with uh calabacitas the the uh, which is a squash. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Squash, uh-huh. we did that, slice that and put some. And I bet you sat there it. and were so grateful. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. and I think we did a little bit of, might have done some wild rice or something like that. And everybody absolutely adored it. Now, I mean, is that the same as pizza night? I mean, it, but I'm so grateful that that is an indulgent meal now, that, that my family loves that. It, that's a great word. It's, that feels indulgent for me to sit down with and in, uh, in medical school, when I was first learning all this, uh, me and my, my roommates, we would trade dinner nights. And I would, <laughs> I would make cauliflower and lentils. Oh, they hated you. Oh, my gosh, just Randy's dinner night. I'm, I'm staying at the library late. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I, 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 you use the word adore. I adore cauliflower and lentils. But you had to work for that. It just, you, you know, and, and it's yeah. such a mindset when somebody flips the mindset and you don't feel like you're subjected to it. It's kind of like the difference when you make, like when you make a dish, like if I make it and I get it overspiced or whatever, I'm like, ah, not that bad. And everybody else is going, Ugh, this is overspiced. Well, I, no, you saying that though, I wanted to point that because that is most people's, uh, you know, mom makes X, Y, Z when you're growing up and then she's going to, you know, mom gets healthy. She's going to healthy and she makes broccoli and whatever and it's the most bland tasteless stuff no wonder nobody likes it i mean that is a problem in america especially for people who don't often cook that when they go to cook the healthy food it, yeah. it doesn't taste good because you don't know how to cook that well well so, and it, it also it literally can't compare to the spices on doritos it it, it can't 
you do have to change. It can't. There are some things, man. I mean, when we grill, like you said, Brussels sprouts, the stuff that I do mine with and the seasoning that I put on my salmon, I mean, I habitually have a majority of our, a lot of friends and family who say I make the best fish ever and it is spiced. I do my own stuff. I mean, you can do a lot better. So just to call that out for people who've had a bad experience, the guy who says, man, I don't eat that healthy stuff. He probably had it and it, didn't have hardly salt on it. I mean, I right. spice that stuff up. So I, 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 I err on that. People side. say, "Ugh, I don't like broccoli." I say, "Well, that's your fault." You know, you go in, try saute, try it steam, try it this way, try it that, grill it, and then put this on it and that on it and this on it. And at the end of the day, and, and we are because now you know it's a plate full of broccoli, but it is doused in healthy oil, healthy grass finished butter, sometimes spices. And again, I'm, I'm, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm really looking forward. I know I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten today. Yeah, my, my wife. Egg. You talk about eggs. She. Uh, when we got married, we went out to a restaurant. Actually, it was a breakfast restaurant. She's like, "What are those yellow things?" So, men, those are eggs. They, they don't have that in Texas. She says, "What are you talking about?" So, it's scrambled eggs. Really. And it was, you know, these firm, whatever. She had never in her life experienced it. They had scrambled eggs after the bacon and whatever was made for breakfast in the grease and whatever. She knew it as this brown, slimy-ish stuff. And she didn't like meat much, so she didn't like eggs. So she tried that and... She thought eggs were great. I mean, she had never had it. Yeah. So again, all the people who grew up having certain things a certain way, man, go experiment. We talk about this all the time because we have young picky kids and I was a very picky kid, hated mustard, hated tomatoes, hated those things. And somewhere along the, uh, along the line and especially late high school, college, it just, you know, intellectually saying, gosh, I need, I should, this is, uh, I'm going to eat this way because I want to be healthy. Um, so the, the, the Dennis's question yeah. about, okay, how do I know? I suspect something's going on there. And this is where, you know, there are lab companies out there, but part of the problem is just like Dr. Google. You can go on Google and find any answer to any medical question that ever existed. And a contradictory one. <laughs> That's right. And a diametrically opposed one. From respectable people. From respectable, smart, generally, like we say, authentic, trustworthy kind of people. And, and then triple blind, double placebo, flapostatic relays tests and whatever. Even if you take only doctors and let them read just the quote-unquote literature, you still get confusion. Yeah. There's no way a doctor or anybody can read all the journal articles that are coming out. So there's so much information, now it's noise. And that's what he's saying. And so I, I do want to speak to people and say, I get it. Yeah. It's noise and and so what do you do well so we do do <clears throat> tests and I, I i doubt that you would be so to be honest with you can lay people just go and order whatever test that they want and i would say sometimes and i wish we had all the resources to tell everybody go here i will i will i mean i am but i don't on- recommend that people do that because now you now you got a sheaf of labs what are you going to do with it well, but if you, but like an allergy, a food allergy test, I mean, who wouldn't be served well, to go do that and go, man, it came back and said, well, eggs. Yeah, well, that's so, great to know. Uh, we would love to know that. Th- that's right. But I, gosh, I, I have. Can you do that? Yes. There are companies out there that do that. But non-doc prescribed or ordered. Yes. And I've had many people come in and they plop this, you know, sheaf of paperwork down and say, well, last year they told me this and another company said that. So I've quit eating you know, mustard for a year or whatever else, but I don't feel any better. But that lab said I was allergic to that, but I still think I, I, I get bad with nightshades, but it was green on the lab list. And, and, and so let me just say at the outset that 
Food I, sensitivity testing is squishy. Well, the one that you had me do does not have – it didn't have peppers on it. I don't know if it had uh, nightshades, but it didn't right. have peppers on it. Well, and had I, you eaten peppers uh, recently at no, that no, time? No, I don't, think they even, I don't think they were even listed as an option. Oh, is that possible? You, yeah, you might be right. I mean – Every I mean, food can't be on every test. Right, exactly. So I'm I'd still saying, I'm still that. saying yeah. that even, even with that. I mean, so like with dentists, though, I do, well, again, just, just real quick on my own thing. You know, I had tried uh, some of the elimination diet, but I was not getting the fact that I was just adding, you know, you can get those canned peppers. Uh, what are the other ones called? Uh, banana peppers. Banana, and I was having those and having spicy ones with two meals a day. I, I had, and I just missed it. Cause I wasn't, didn't feel like I was having this food. I was having a condiment and adding it to it. So to Dennis, to look at, you know, what are the stuff that Randy just talked about? These high uh, those culprits, eight, yeah. what are the ones that you're most consistent with? So if you don't want to do a full out elimination diet for 90 days, but man, you eat a lot of tomatoes, uh, salsa. That was my dad who tells his story, man. It was Mexican food and salsa he loved Mexican, and yeah. taking that stuff out and realizing, Oh my gosh, that causes him inflammation, which, you know, maybe we have some hereditary disposition to not digesting. Yeah. Not uh, digesting tomatoes. And that is tomatoes, peppers and whatever. Uh, and, and it helps so much is what are you doing? You know, very routinely, very consistently, maybe more than the others and cut those out and enjoy the rest of them and see if you can figure it out. So two things there. You just took away their comfort food. I know. And, and well, yeah, so, it's, but the lineage diet takes away all of them. I'm you're, saying you're, you're right. So that's where I would very gently tell people, look, you've got to be gracious to yourself. You've also got to recognize the why behind your what. Why are you doing this? Not because food is bad or because it's wrong or because of whatever else, but because you have a, a higher calling, a bigger purpose. There's, you would never say, I am on this planet to eat bell peppers, banana peppers. That, that, that is God's purpose for my existence. But I sure do enjoy them, and so to go without them is going to be really painful for you, and it will be. And it was for a little while. Yeah, totally. Now I don't care. And and now you've you've grown, and it hurts and all that. So, And I think your dad says the same thing, that, you know, I love Mexican food, and now I just have to. But that is also, so the second thing I want to say there is, and this is to everybody, the foods that you're doing most often, you're most likely abusing them. And let's put coffee, alcohol, these kinds of daily things in there. And let's go back to the dairy, gluten, corn, and soy. So if you are not paying attention to those four things, then I promise you, you're eating them two or three times a day and you don't even know it. I, I just, yeah. it's guaranteed that if you're not paying attention, you are disobeying the law of rotation. And in the past, nature enforced it because things came in seasons. And now we've conquered, quote unquote, that part of nature and so now we're suffering from lack of rotation and so even if somebody says well an apple a day keeps the doctor away and i say yeah but it also induces a likelier sensitivity to apples and if you want to ruin apples which here's another little aside we did do yeah everybody knows red delicious are terrible apples now why because we over sweet yeah now the sweetest ones i saw that less recently these sweetest ones are fuji Gala, Gala. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're making my point. We are ruining Fuji, ruining Pink Ladies, ruining all these things because we're making them more sweet. Oh, I know. No, that is the point. Oh, I, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Yes. So Red Delicious, though, it inbred itself to this pithy, whatever, you know, thick rind, thick it's skin. It's kind of mealy, too. Mealy. Well, that's what I mean by pithy. Yeah. It's mealy, pithy, whatever. But that's going to happen to these other ones. And now we have, I bet you can't think of more than six apple kinds uh, yeah. if you go back a mere 40 years there was a hundred 
and, and people have their own apple trees in their backyard. And now, yeah, now we're, it, by proxy, with any of these categories, we're just going to go to what's sweetest. Thus driving the train towards yeah. what we said before, that we're ruining the foods, which as we eat those, we're ruining the humans in a sense, and it becomes it's the exact opposite of what we're going for. That creates unresilience. Mm-hmm. ricketiness in the system, which then Dennis comes along and says, I don't feel right. How do I test of all these variables, which one of the ladies at the front said, there's so many variables. I'm right. I didn't, right. You know, what, what you just said, though, I didn't think about that because we know from a workout standpoint, if I want to gain muscle, be fit. I think most people who, who have at least pursued some of that have heard uh, that you're better off to mix it up. Don't do the exact right. same yeah. exercise. Mix it up. Cross training. But food Man, even even in that realm, man, we want to find it. This is, this is I eat. Chi- I'm trying to gain muscle. I'm going to eat chicken, rice, and broccoli every right, meal. So even the healthier people are like, Doc, I eat avocado every day. I eat coconut oil. I eat whatever else. I'm like, okay, how much bok choy do you eat? I and it's a pain it, in the butt because when I go along, the, the I, I think it's, that sometimes when I go along the produce aisle, I think, oh man, I don't want to trial that crap. <laughs> Can I just? I like snap peas and broccoli and cauliflower. Yeah. So what what that does is. We said this the other day in terms of channels in your brain, right? Uh-huh. It, it creates lack of resiliency. Resilience, I thought, is the best word. Different, And I want to be resilient. And well, yet, that we all say we want to, but we don't want to do the work of becoming resilient. Damn because straight. <laughs> that equals challenge. Yeah. You know, what's a tree with no wind? Well, it'll fall down oh, with the next gosh, breath. Yeah. Or, or if you support it. If you go support it, it gets That's weak. right. If you it support a tree, it needs that stress and strain. Okay, well, nutritionally, you need variety. And yes, and so when we did this, when my wife and I, when we said, all right, there it is, you guys, same thing. I remember her saying for six months, it was three-hour grocery store trips Hmm. to read every label. Yes. And when that lady looked at me and said, so you mean to tell me that I got to go make some food? (laughs) Yes. yes. And you know what that does for me right now? Because we, we try not to have these prepackaged things around that if I walk yeah. in, if I need a snack, it's an apple, it's nuts, Car- raw it's carrot, carrots. Yeah. And over half the time I'm like, Ugh, just keep walking. Oh, I see the boys do that a lot. They'll come, look <laughs> at the fridge and then just walk away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but my son wants to go sneak into the closet over there and get another a, bar. And a I'm, granola bar, yeah. And I have to tell him, no, there's plenty. Broccoli, carrot, you can have all of that you want if you're hungry. Yeah. And he'll go, meh. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, Such yeah. a big... Okay, I, I got one more for us, though. All right? We're going we're gonna to have to do this another show on questions because we, we aren't through that many, but we're doing justice. This is one you're going to like. You ready? Autumn, she asks, what is a healthy amount of screen time? <laughs> To log each day. What kind of damage is being done by staring at your phone computer screen all day? If I knew and understood the damage, maybe it would motivate me to limit it. Man, that's I'm so grateful she brought that up because that is very seldom on the health and wellness list and yet catastrophically growing. Lead off with the uh, your IFM meeting in the iPhone setting. Yeah. So I think we've mentioned it once, but it's just just to just to kind of highlight the uh, reality that's the, out there that the, we're ignorant to. Well, so in the same vein of what we just said, of 
we've got we, we we messed up the cows and we messed up the industrialization system and we messed up that and now we're we're we're, we're running pell mell into you know three G four G five G and everything is Wi Fi and you know two point five hertz and five hertz and giga this and and terra that with the idea that okay somebody out there is protecting us and the government says uh studies show that this doesn't provide harm in giraffes generally regarded as safe grass is is what happens in the fda on the food side of things or um you know toys leaded paint and 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 you know not for children under three years of age all that stuff so we think somebody's protecting us and that is a fallacy so of the new chemicals going into the system, production system, you know, only a few are actually tested. So, and there's, since World War II, there's, I forget, but this was a stat, you know, it changes all the time, 85,000 new FDA-approved chemicals to go out into the marketplace. And, of course, many yeah. of those are industrial or whatever else they might, but we all know, oh, my gosh, there's something about that that's not quite right. And at the same time, I use fuel. I drive a car. I brush my teeth with something. <laughs> yeah. And and so we, we imbibe, we do these kind of things. So on the screen time, and even, and so I'm going to include in that the electronics, the EMF, the Wi-Fi, those kind of things. What, well, as so, we're sitting here on video, some people be watching video, and we've got two monitors. Well, and we've got I've Wi-Fi, got- and, and now we've got a renter who has their Wi-Fi, and downstairs has their Wi-Fi, yeah, right. So we we just we're we're, it, we're really not, and it's just not. It doesn't compute because I mean I'm looking at this natural wood door here. If I take a nice piece of natural aspen wood and carry it around and have exposure to it, probably going to be okay. Probably not. This is this is not. This is we think about it as some materials that come from the earth, but man, this is a living electronic wave. I mean, I don't even know how to explain it, but I mean it's. Sure, stuff we, is emanating from it. Stuff is emanating from it, and we are devoiding ourselves from the electronic field of the Earth. When was the last time your feet were barefoot on the Earth? And so in Colorado, almost never, right? Because rocks and it hurts. Yeah, you're more of a barefoot. I'm guy, the but, weird guy. Yeah, but, but still, you're barefoot on your house. And then your deck, and hardly ever on the actual ground. Well, outside, I was outside a bunch yesterday, barefoot. But yeah, then when the snow hits, I'm not generally out in the snow. Right, so maybe three, four months feet. a year you get. Yeah. And, and 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 we're in buildings, and now these buildings have their own electrical system and that kind of thing. So, as we always do, we're making this more complex than it really is. But on your iPhone, and, here, I'll go. So yeah, uh, for people, I don't know how it works on the other. Well, phone. I don't. I got to look at it. So oh, I, think, I know. I know it. I just found it. Oh, you did. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if you go yeah. to if you go to settings and then hit general, uh, scroll down. It says legal and regulatory. Click on that, and then up at the top, the fourth thing down, RF exposure. What is that? Radio frequency. Um, what am I looking for? Well, to and reduce it, exposure to RF energy, use a hands-free option such as built-in speakerphone, the supplied headphones, or other similar accessories. Uh, I mean, it gives this advice on, and, and, and I know when you were at the thing. Oh, here it is. And it recommends uh, when Ward um, yeah, during his, iPhone and iPhone radios are set to their highest transmission levels and placed in positions that stimulate that simulate uses against the head with no separation and when worn or carried against the torso of the body with five millimeter separation. Right, which is way bigger than your jeans pocket. Uh, They're basically saying they're warning you against. So the iPhone itself is warning you against having this in your breast pocket, pocket, your bra, your 
your jeans, jeans pocket. skinny jeans pocket. Where else do people keep it? I don't know. Uh, pocket. It mainly says don't keep it on you. I mean, I guess if you've got some little on your belt. Right. For the first time nerd, I saw a lady at the grocery protector. store, she stuck her phone in her bra. I'm like, I really didn't know that people did that. And by the way, it, it, there's no doubt. There's an increase in that kind of cancer. It's, it's, it's there. So, you know, that is not debatable. You said that in breast and then, like, and then butt cheek like cancer. Right. But it wasn't, it wasn't it even, weren't there well, some things that talked about even on the right, <laughs> most people are right-handed, they put it in their right side. I, I, I don't know about that, but never well, sounds good. I'm going to say, ever, I'm going to say it's true. Cause I saw it on the internet. There you go. Okay. But even beyond the internet, the studies of there's now butt cheek cancer that is phone related. So now granted, we're not all walking around. It's not like the level of smoking and stuff like that. But it is, it's another input into the body. So that's the RF exposure of your phone. And so I, I, I don't carry it in my pocket ever. So I'm like even walking to work today, I have it in my phone, in my hand. And, the, and if you're going to use an ear thing, a wired one versus the wireless is less exposure of these kinds of radio frequencies. So the simpler you can be, the better down that kind of a pathway. And it's very, very hard for people to say, well, what's going to happen to me if I do this? Like, what am I looking for? Headache, fatigue, my blurry vision or whatever else. And it's, it's never that simple. And, and you know, it'd it's be like saying, like, where is it going to show up if I have a little packet of M&Ms? That's right. Is this going to hurt my elbow, my nose, my eyes, acne, my hair, my acne, my I, PMS, my whatever, or flip it around. And I would say to everybody out there, did you drink some water this morning? Did it work? Where did it work? What, 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 did, it, what did that do? <laughs> did it help your big toe? Did it help? And, and so you can't. So because you can't answer that question, right. you can't ask this other question with an expectation of a, of a response. So. Now, I think her, the spirit of her question is more, how much TV should I watch, computer time should I watch, phone time? Well, can we separate that out? I mean, because we all grew up with TV. So very few people listening did not have a TV that was sitting over here five, ten feet away. And most people's even TVs today are still sitting there. I mean, from, from a distance standpoint, for whatever that counts, is, is different than this, again, hockey stick of a change of our world where we went to having screens right in our faces. I mean, I sit, I admittedly, I sit most of my days. I do way more than you do because I'm writing generally. And I'm within yeah. two and a half feet of two screens. Yeah. All the other monitors. And then, you know, somebody, kid calls me, I'm looking at my phone. In fact, there are f- five screens in this room. Yes, there are. Yeah, within within four feet. feet yeah. yeah, four screens and Wi-Fi and whatever. So how much uh, we're being exposed? I'm so be, yeah. So it's this is a toughie, and you know the whole weirdness with China and TikTok and the telecom and the five G and I, I just I honestly I don't get into all that because I, uh, it's a real exposure. But in my my own family, so what we do, and I think you guys do too, is. Uh, the difference in your 1980s TV is they're all smart TVs. And unless you unplug, turn off the electricity, yeah. it's emanating another wavelength out. And everybody's got smart TVs now in multiple rooms. Well, I don't. Except for you. <laughs> this ours true. won't break yet. So as soon as we can, or as soon as it breaks, I'll, I'll get one. But, uh, but you, you brought that to me. So we turn most nights the... The Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi off. off. Yeah, it's just good. To- you and I had the timer things, but mine broke. And the stupid thing wouldn't work. But you can get timers to cut your street light timer. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can do that. You can get digital fancy ones now. But we just literally I say, hey, I, I did it last night. Hey, man, you guys are going to bed. Just whoever's up, let's just turn the internet off. They go and flip the switch. And this morning I woke up, it was off. So all night long. 
And we leave our phones. That's the rule. Phones out of the bedroom. Yeah. So that to answer her question, I'd say the basics: turn your Wi-Fi off at night. Turn your phone off, but if you have to have it or whatever else, then airplane mode for alarm. But it's better to be out of your room. There should, in fact, I would get all of your electronics out of your room. Like I wake up to a watch alarm clock, and there's nothing else in there. So we have, well, we have a fan. Yeah, you know, but no light is is good, and um, and so and, and that also lets us then say, okay, well during the day I'm exposed, but in the evening time I want to be unexposed during sleep, during recovery, during that kind of thing. So rather than, and that's where I, I don't. There's a lot of docs out there that get all crazy about this stuff, and I'm like. Man, you're, you're way more better off spending time and money and effort on your nutrition, your relationships, your exercise. But here's in the screen time area, I think if you turn it off at night while you're sleeping and resting, that's valuable. Okay, Do that. If I can go to healthy routines from the people that I have on shows, uh, a majority of them, I'm just sharing, this isn't data yeah. science, but I'm just sharing, these are what these people have found promotes health in their life. Uh, a lot of them say, I do not look at a phone, a screen at anything for the first, whatever you name morning, it, 30 yeah. minutes, hour. I, I've got something you know, th- for three hours. I don't look at email. I don't check anything. I stay away from those. Uh, you know, do and, you, do you look at your phone in the morning? I usually do. Uh, cause I, I do, I use my little sleep app and I'll see what's happening. Uh, uh-huh. uh but then I don't get into email. So then I go have my quiet, you know, devotion time and, and whatever, and don't use it there. But, um, but they're using that, but yeah, the, the, the reality of, I mean, just think about where can you limit it? Can you go to the bathroom without your phone? Take a book. We used to have magazines in the bathroom. Well, hang on a minute. What? I'm not saying I don't do it. I'm just saying there's an option. If, uh, if your transit time is that slow, then there's another problem. Oh, that's true too. That is true too. Yeah, but okay. I admit it. Three so, minutes. Sometimes out. Three minutes. Well, sometimes the business is done, but I just use it. Well, well I know. Now you're sitting. Now you're going to get hemorrhoids. I, that's when I play Scrabble. It's really. Good. I, I, I get to concentrate for a second. Um, Hemorrhoids would be a really good script. And I thought you were going to say something about it. Uh, You you said something that I thought you were going to get into it. But my thought is, what are you not doing when you're doing screen time? So I just did this with the kids not long ago and said, look, because we give them a lot of amount of time on screens. And to me, what that also means is it's entertainment. It's idle entertainment. They are not being creative for the most part. And everybody's going to go, well, that game is creative. Minecraft is creative. Okay. It's, it's one type of creativity. So what are they not doing? They're not outside. They're not exercising or whatever during that time that we give them. And generally they'll have their time. And then in the evening as a family, of course, what do they want to do? Watch a show. That's screen time as well. And then when we have the special times on Saturdays or whatever, where they get extra time and adding that up and then saying, okay, here, like accumulative hours here are the hours you're even awake during the day what percentage of your life is being spent with entertainment now granted when you and i you know you're looking at a patient chart i'm writing a manuscript it's our work but it's still screen time that's happening but if we even if we look at just the entertainment i do segment that out what is the entertainment screen time the video games social media movies tv just idle time and we know that I think culturally that the average person is like four hours now, American at least, on a TV, which doesn't always include the other things. And look, how much idle time do we have? That's what gets me. Four hours? Yeah, it's what, you know, it's the internet. I don't know. Why? Does that seem like well, a lot? No, it seems like lo- screen time? Like no, all no, 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 TV. Oh. Uh, so like a show, oh, whatever. So Netflix and all So it doesn't include oh. the other stuff. Oh, yeah, so yeah. it's more that. But to think about that and to think I mean, how much of your day is spent 
on idle entertainment, which again, social media, TV, movies, uh, uh, games, like I just said, Scrabble yeah, playing yeah. on that. You know, what are you, what are you using it for? How much? And what are you not doing that you would have 50 years ago? You would have gone for a walk, sat on the porch, yeah. talked, uh, talked because there was a finite amount of TV shows and right now there's nothing good on. So you had to go read a book. You had to go. All these things. You do something creative, a hobby. In the nature of her question, I think when we're talking about overall health, you know, I think she was thinking more about, you know, blue light and all yeah, that I kind know. of stuff. But I know I'm coming back to you to say in the overall health, that's the major deficiency. It's not you're going to fry your brain with blue light. It's you're not looking your wife in the eye. You're not looking at kids in the eye. And when that's why I bring it up because that's my soapbox yeah. with the kids when we get into this and go, guys, at, at the, ultimately, it's not the, the amount of time you're spending on the screen with entertainment that bothers me. It's that did you today exercise? Did that's you spend outside, time outside? Did you create a, something? Yeah, and my, I've got a screen tendy person. I have more than one. <laughs> so then when I, when I clamp down and say, you know, it feels like such a – We've talked about this before in the past. Let me go back to her. It's culture. It'd be like like us not having a car. Uh, Of course you have a car. You have to have a car. Right. And And to not do screen. I mean, it's just life. I look forward to the time when I don't have to drive kids to school because I like walking back and forth. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're a little too well, far. No, but. I had, no, I had a time, uh, back when we were just totally homeschooling where I rode my bike cause I had my office just well, a couple blocks bike, down. Yeah. I rode my bike down or ran down, but now I don't because you got stuff to do all you, day long. Yeah. You either got to pick a kid up, yeah. you got to get groceries and yeah, that's, that's where I am. And I'm like, ah, if I'm without a car and without that tool, but anyway, the, I'm missing out on that daily walk, yeah. you know, 20 minutes here and back and whatever it's think time, walk time, whatever well, you've been doing that. In you the summertime, today, yeah, I did yeah. it today, mostly because the car's in the shop. Oh. But <laughs> uh, in all fairness, the so I am missing out on that because of the presence of the car. It's just easier, quicker, and I just default to that. And so many people do, and my son defaults to a screen. He's sitting there, he's going to have a conversation with me, but even just to sit down, he gets the thing out of his pocket, and boom, there it is, right between us. And I, and I say, you know, it's not screen time or whatever else. And it's like, you know, just to... So I think the unhealthiness of our culture there is the biggest part of screen time. But what about blue light? What about those kinds of things? Because I think she's asking about that too. Yeah. Yes, it's there. And if you want to go buy your $40 glasses and, you know, it's kind of the new cool thing. You look pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I've got, so I, I did get them after somebody talked about it for the umpteenth time. So I went and bought, it's like the nicest ones I could find. They're like 15 bucks on uh, and even, you know, Amazon. The iPod, I, I things have night vision. The new, well, I think the, the newer new, screens yeah, have that. Yeah, our new TV had that too. Sort of made everything yellow a little bit. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, so, is it worth it to have your screen be all yellowy and stuff like that, or is it just? Well, I do. So, if I'm thing? sitting here for six hours uh, today, I, I, I have my glasses on. Uh, and I'm trying, and then we have the time of getting outside, just get my eyes to readjust. Uh, I was, so, I don't use sunglasses. I don't either, because. I just don't like them, but I don't. Yeah, it's just, I don't like them, and I don't. And it there is you. You need light. Well, in your I was going to say, is there the the contrast of do you have natural light? So you and I both literally have our. I can't see it. They can't see it on the video, but literally have our computers in front of a window. So it's a quick you know look up, and you're looking out the window. I feel better about it. Maybe it's placebo, but 
Well, there again, the 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 overall reliance dependence we have on the screens is the main issue. Is there medical issues? Like, can we answer her with an hour of time? We can't answer that because of the variables. Well, it feels, I mean, how many people like me with, without the screen, I will have to, well, I guess I get a typewriter, but <laughs> change my livelihood. I mean, we, our jobs are on screens. How can well, we, it's never going away. So there, that's how why can I we minim- say, what can we do to minimize, minimize. It? just like yeah. with food, we can get it all, but you're better off to cycle it. You're going to have to manufacture or artificially do that. So can you have, I mean, I think having, uh, well, you're the doc, but don't you see things of, you know, take a break, give your eyes a break away, go and, you know, 20 minutes off sure. the screen, use the sure. filtering. I mean, for a long time, filtering glasses. Of, of use the filtering glasses, give your eyes a break, get off the screens as, as much as you can. And, and, and I, you know, to answer prescriptively to somebody, like if somebody said, you know, medically, should I stop doing Facebook? I mean, would I say yes, no, or 15 minutes or whatever. It's pro- and, like my view, at least of milk is probably not doing a body good. <laughs> It's probably not. What's it adding in? Well, a, a very personal example here is I felt, I mean, we don't watch news. We don't watch TV. And I don't Facebook. I don't, I don't check the news every day. So I, when the race riots first happened, I didn't know for like a week. I just didn't know. And then we did a family gathering and they're talking about it. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. I don't, I don't even know. So I felt stupid. And then I, I was thinking about that. And was it bad that I didn't know current events because that's, you know, you kind of need to know what's going on in the world or was it good that I was not stressed out about I, I, yeah. current events? Well, was, or, or even so, was it bad that you didn't find out instantaneously? So you, uh, to your question, I think, is it matter that you don't know it instantaneously? But yeah, but that, and, and I, I don't want to miss though, just because it gives me the opportunity to say, you know, this is what I'm doing with the kids and thinking about it for myself is before I am imbibing on whatever screen time, have I done X? The other things. Have I done the yes. other things? If I've done those, and I think that's a great question for us all to do is what's it keeping us from? Have you read a book? Have you done something to better yourself? How, what are you doing for the growth, personal development, uh, wellness in in your life that this is, I think, the primary thief of. There you go. Yeah, it's stealing away our other opportunities. I don't know if you guys do this. One of the things that I really like that we have done that seems to is we'll tell the kids, okay, look, you, you are not entitled to it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You must have you, – you're entitled to shelter, food, love, that's about it. <laughs> chores. Clean your chores. Room. You're entitled to chores too. So, so, but if we put a time limit on it, then they sort of fiddle faddle and this and that and other until they can play. Now I can play. Yeah. And, and so we're like, all right, we're, we're working on this, working on this. But one of the things that, and they just, they don't, you can tell when they're in that mood, but we have said, Hey, you need to ask. And generally it's mom. What can I do for you? <sighs> and that's a big one. What can I do for somebody else? Yeah. Can I help you? It, to just That's awesome. Incre- and that I see, and it hurts them yeah. to ask. That hurts anybody to ask, right? How can I serve you? And so we're really now we're coming into a season where we're really going to emphasize that one and say, look, That's awesome. You have approached me, Dad. Can I? And in my older one, I'm like, son. About I don't know a hundred times I have said, if you came to me and said, Dad. I did this, I did that. I did my chores, I did this. I asked mom, I did that. Can I play? I would love to say, why don't you play extra? Thank you. 
And it just doesn't happen all that often. So, so in the same way to yourself, self, I would like to have a donut. I would like to check out some Facebook. Have you, have I done my devotions? Have I gotten eight hours of sleep last night? Have I done my exercise? Have I done whatever else? Or, and right now we're so used to that, flip out that phone that at a red light, at a whatever. Immediate gratification. Immediate thought. Have you memorized a verse? Have you thought about what you're going to do for your wife tonight? Have you written her a note, a text, or whatever? Before you just kind of flip, there's a hundred, you know, 30 second things you can do before you screen another. And then you get inundated with, oh my gosh, Beirut happened. And what am I going to do about that? Yeah. And this is kind of like the triggers that you put out there back to Ben Hardy's, you know, willpower doesn't work, set up a life and set up these routines. I've all, I've always had in my life. I, I can't, I can't really take a shower unless I've exercised. Well, you can't let that go on too long. And, and sometimes it's motive. I'm just going to go do something for 20 minutes and get a sweat on so I can, so, so I can justify a shower, justify a, a shower. But that's, that's great. You know, to set up your little triggers of, I can't do X, uh, a, a famous quote, not many people will even are even old enough. Listen to us to know Jack LaLanne. He was one of yeah. the biggest names in fitness and health and wellness way back when. And he was infamous in my world, at least for a quote, somebody asked him, is it okay sometimes to skip a day exercise? He said, well, yeah. And on that day, don't eat. And his motive was most people are going to go, I'd rather exercise than eat. And that was his point is, you know, every day, pretty much. We we joke around, you know, and probably talking about Hardy, we say, well, people say, well, gosh, I forgot to X, Y, Z. And, uh, or I, I just, I meant to, but I didn't. And I was like, well, when was the last time you forgot to put your undies on? Exactly. Absolutely. The last time now you, you forgot to eat. When was the last time you wore the wrong pair of shoes? Well, I had done that. <laughs> yeah, well, that Wait. happened. <laughs> so, there, but that's a rarity, right? That's I mean, we don't typically. Put on no, I had I had an assistant tell me that years ago when they're trying to get me to be consistent with podcasts when I was first doing it. Yeah. So people want consistently, consistently. I know Kevin, you don't like schedules and you know confines, but do you have routines? I said, what do you mean? So, do you ever miss your coffee? Nope. Do you ever miss brushing? Nope. Do you ever miss? A, nope. Can you just make a routine that you never miss? You know, every Tuesday record show. Okay. That, that, yeah. One guy said it this way. And I, I think in fact, uh, um, I'll give credit to Charlie Webb, uh, is it'll be a good place to end is if it's important, it's on your schedule. Yeah. If your wife's important, it's on your schedule. And, and I'm so neglectful and some of those kind of things where, other things are on my schedule and things that ought to be. And so everybody's going to have an imperfect schedule. But, and that's where I think, like, yes, it, nutrition, food, that's on our schedule. We, yeah. we, we put time into doing that. and Cooking. Cooking. And, and, and so we, we build around that. <clears throat> and so that's the recommendation for somebody on the screen time is you happen to your screens. That's a Kevin Miller quote. Good anchor. Well, again, just great info. Thank you all who shared uh, to make this such a rich show. Rolling with this Q&A, and we hit on topics like diet and exercise balance, meaning should you go all out and suffer like David Goggins in every workout? Uh, Losing your momentum in your progress, which we all do. We discussed that. Uh, Faith in achieving what you set out to do. Uh, Nervous eating. And we end with the question of how to kick the sugar habit. Again, just stellar, stellar questions. And I think we did, uh, we did credit to the responses. Till then, folks, here's to you and getting you as fully functioning as possible. I hope you found some helpful info and hope that in this Q&A session for our Functional Friday episode, 
you have some, yeah, just hope and inspiration for some of the issues that you're dealing with. In the next Functional Friday episode, we're going to keep on rolling with this Q&A and hit on topics such as diet and exercise balance. Should you always go all out and, and suffer uh, losing your momentum in your health and wellness progress? Faith in achieving what you set out to do. Nervous eating. And we end with how to kick the sugar habit, which is highly relevant as I've just gone pretty much keto for an indefinite amount of time doing no sugar, which for me means no wine and no dark chocolate covered almonds. I'll miss them, but I'm really keen to get lean for summer adventuring. Again, you're welcome to connect with Dr. Randy James and his team at truelifemedicine.com or email them at info at truelifemedicine.com. Uh, if you come on as a patient, let me know. We'll do a coffee or lunch if you come see them here in Colorado as my studio is in the True Life Medicine offices. Hey, thank you for choosing to tune in to this self-helpful podcast. Uh, we always appreciate a review, but we appreciate most of you just keeping the conversation going. Talk about what you learn here with someone else so you both benefit even more. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others. 